Welcome to the family with Hackmaster Ralph Toya Vashon, MD. Alex Brant Bernard Rasmussen. Co host Catherine Brandt. And Andy Brant Bernard. See, that's all you need. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know, And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best your best interest in mind correct well you want to know what your rights are you know whether or not you decide you're going to hire us or not that's a choice it's a free consultation and you want to understand what your all your rights are and what coverages you have and plus the fact i hang out with you so you got to be a good guy (laughs) if i'm hanging out with you Uh, maybe (laughs) okay ladies and gentlemen michael bryant bradshaw and bryant well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Talked to uh, Craig Gass last night. He's coming on the show with us tomorrow because he wanted to be on with the whole family, mm-hmm. which is very cool. It's always He's nice to talk guy. to him. He's a really nice guy. He is. Very nice man, and his impressions are unbeatable. I've never heard anybody do better impressions than him. <laughs> I really haven't. Well, he has his special... <clears throat> Mm-hmm. Special story as to why. His superhero origin story. Yep. Indeed. <laughs> that's right. A super, that's right. That's how you make a superhero. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have parents that uh, give you those powers. Yeah. It's all true. So what's happening with you guys? Anything good? I'm bracing for the uh, uh, 100-million-mile-an-hour wind coming from the giant black hole in the sun. Oh, you know, no. eight, eight to ten times the size of the Earth, near the oh, equator God. of the Sun. We are, we are oh, in the sights of the Sun. We are going Who to get solar winds that are going to destroy all satellites and bring down the world with, with in the mm-hmm. face of traffic. Northern lights. They literally say 1.8 million mile an hour solar winds. There you go. Well, when when is this supposed to happen? They've done this before. They've said the yes. sun is going to send wind down to earth and wipe out everything. 
It never happens, but... Run for cover. Oh, my gosh. Okay. Also, Mom and Dad, have you heard about this massive seaweed blob coming to oh, yeah. Florida? Oh, it's there. Oh, yeah, but that's on the yes. West Coast. Oh, that's my... the West Coast. Oh, it's the West Coast. Okay. I was like, yep. uh, this yeah. doesn't sound great. It's 5,000 miles long. <laughs> well, the seaweed has started in Big. Asia. It's been floating all over the world for a very long time. It's, what's it called again? Sargassum or something like that? Sorghum? Sorghum, yes. And um, in the Congo, where they, you know, pollute the water and warm the waters, it it has grown bigger. Then it goes around, you know, the currents, and South America's got some farming practices that have, have helped it. And America has farming practices that have helped it, so it's grown bigger and bigger and bigger, and now it's a giant seaweed blob. It is made of sargassum, <laughs> yes. Yes, and, and apparently um, it is twice the width of the United States. Yep. But we'll, yes. But the one from Asia can't be the one that's in the Gulf of Mexico. I think it's like it, a perfect storm kind of situation. It, it started. Uh, this species was <laughs> first recognized in Asia. I don't uh, know. Okay. Oh, I see what you mean. Um, you know, it's just one of those things that it's a natural phenomenon. It actually has some benefit to fish and marine life, um, but it stinks when it mm-hmm. washes ashore, ashore and people yeah. are turning it into a political fireball. Naturally. It's all because of Ron DeSantis mm-hmm. that we have yeah. <laughs> seaweed from How Asia. How does Ron DeSantis have anything to do with oh, seaweed? Oh, because they've been fighting about the sugar cane industry here for 100 years. Mm. Um, this has nothing to do with sugar cane. The sugar cane industry did do a lot of polluting into Lake Okeechobee, which is actually a grassy river. Um, it looks like a lake, but it's actually part of a river, and it's part of the big watershed in the middle of Florida there. And... Um, People have been complaining about the farming practices, and um, Ron DeSantis has only been governor for what one term? Mm, just Two, got it reelected. Yeah, he just Two got terms. reelected, I think. Yeah, so I don't know how he's responsible for all of the seaweed and the red tide mm-hmm. that happened in America, but um, oh, wait, I, I, that's just what they're doing. <clears throat> that's just what they do. They find something that is stinky and gross and say it's because of Ron DeSantis, well, and that, that's just what's happening. But that. Whatever pollution comes out of Florida isn't 5,000 miles west. That is true. This came and out of other places. It came out of other places. Whether you know, it's reasoning America. just doesn't count. It makes no sense. And, I, exactly. and, and, and Lake Okeechobee, where did, what's the watershed? Does it go into the Gulf of Mexico or does it go into the Atlantic Ocean? I think it goes, think into, it goes the into the Gulf. I think. Okay. Hmm. You know what I love? My favorite? <laughs> remember, it used to be global warming, but now it's climate change. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's right. Because they just had to report that in Southern California, they'll be skiing all year up on, on the... <laughs> oh, my uh, God. They're going to ski all year, so that global warming thing wouldn't go over too big right now if they still called it that, right? No. Yeah, they got to cover all their bases. <laughs> yeah. There, so, was a, there was a long thread on Twitter about social media and how um, <clears throat> social media is going to count for most... Um, elections come going forward. What? It's just how it's going to be. Social media is going to be where people make their decisions about political candidates. Well, that's really a stupid idea. Well, that's just how it's going to be. Most people on social media are insane. And it also had a, um, it was, what's his name? George Mack. He's a very interesting guy. He's, um, talks about all of this stuff on social media. And he said that negative, um, 
tweets. Let me find it. I took a screenshot of it. A blended study of 105,000 headlines and 370 million impression concludes each additional negative word in a headline <laughs> increased the click-through rate by 2.3%. Oh, yeah. Well oh, absolutely. Negative. Very, very big to be negative. Each now. negative word. Yep. We've known that for a long time. <laughs> I, but, I mean, it's just incredible that, you know... This is what people are looking for is they're going through for outrage. And that's why I don't think politics is going to change. Nope. People want to be mad. <clears throat> yeah. Well, why do they? Explain to me why they do. I think that the <laughs> modern lifestyle is so hedonistic that anger is the only thing a lot of people are capable yep. of feeling anymore. The very true, Andy. Very good point. Well, and also, human, it's human nature to connect with negativity more than positivity. I mean, it takes... I think it's all animal nature. It, well, true, yes. And it's... Because what is it? It's for every negative thought that you feel about yourself, it takes 11 times a positive thought for that to stick as easily as one negative thought. Really? Yep. Oh, yeah, that's, that's why those affirmations, mm -hmm. you know, the people that are into that kind of stuff. Like they, me. Like you. Um, that, that That's very helpful. Yep, it's it's sure like advertising. Or, you know, you hear, you hear yeah. a message, what is it, seven times? Well, yeah. The, you know, the other, Isn't that all it is? Uh, as an intellectual being, intellectual beings that we are, why don't we just stop looking at all the negative stuff? You know, that's what I, I what I do. I just I don't look at that garbage. It's <laughs> trash. It's worthless and pointless. That's why I don't watch I the news. Some, I think it gives people a cortisol rush. Yeah, like I said, something. it's the only thing a lot of people can feel. Yep. It's anger. It's anger, yeah, because it's well, the strongest emotion. And a lot of people are really stuck in a cycle of wake up, have your coffee, go to work, go home, watch the news, eat yep. your dinner, go to sleep. It's a rut like, for a lot of people, yeah. Or watch a show that pisses them off mm -hmm. or what? You know, it's just nobody, a lot of people just don't think, is this good for me? Yeah. Is this my, you know, I was watching The Handmaid's Tale, mm -hmm. a horribly morbid, yeah, depressing show. And? I watched the first two seasons because everybody was watching it and everybody was talking about it. And, oh, my gosh, mm -hmm. did you see what happened? Yada, yada, yada. And then Dan came upstairs one day from working and he saw what I was watching and I was explaining it to him. And he went, why are you watching this? Mm -hmm. And it made me think, why am I watching this? The first time I had that kind of that yeah. train of thought was in high school. Because remember... When we were in high school, middle school, it was like the whole emo, goth, everyone's yes. always, you got to be depressed and down all the time kind yeah. of thing. Mm -hmm. And people, so these people are claiming to be depressed, and then they go seek out music about how much life sucks and how they're depressed. Right. Yes. And I'm like, <laughs> well, if correct. you're depressed, wouldn't you seek things that make you happier? Why are you consuming things that make you sadder? I didn't get it at the time. Yeah. Now I do. Because it's mm -hmm. a lifestyle. Because, yeah, it's, that's, yeah, basically. Well, it's they easy to get themselves. in a rut. It's very easy to get into a rut. Well, and it's easy to just, yeah, get not even just a rut, which, yes, it is easy to get into a rut, but it's easy to just get in, like, as I was saying about the hands, Handmaid's Tale thing, it's easy to be influenced by other people, and it's like, oh, this is what we're doing, and not realizing that it's having a negative effect on you mm -hmm. until all of a sudden you yeah. snap. Because I'm a person that, I practice mindfulness, I do affirmations, I meditate. Like, I spend a lot more time than the average 
person focusing on positivity and how I'm living my life and right. what that's doing. And even I got into the Handmaid's Tale depressing, mm-hmm. awful thing. Well, that's and what I did with uh, The Walking Dead. We started watching that a while back. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like, it's never a positive show. Yeah. But in the very beginning, it's more like interesting okay but it slowly over time just gets more gory and more depressing Mm -hmm. and just more awful and at some point i just realized this show hasn't been fun in like a season and a half yeah why am i watching this yeah because like the first i would say i don't know i can't remember how many seasons i liked but two or three seasons i think of the walking dead are pretty good but everything after that it's just like i don't know it's like saw it's like, why am I watching why, people yeah. get tortured? It's yeah. not That's fun. why, like, 10 years ago when um, network television decided to interject politics every chance they got into, a, like, a comedy show or anything, I just, like, a set, as soon as they go there, I'm just not watching it anymore. Because I'm just not going to, you know, it's like, I'm just not going to listen to this messaging constantly by Hollywood writers that don't yeah. even know what reality yep. is. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite deals is, <clears throat> and I don't like either one of these major news networks. Uh, I watch 30 to 45 seconds of them at once to see if anything important's going on, and then I just move on because I can't stand either one of them. And, and again, this has nothing to do with supporting any candidates or whatever, but it does have to do with what's important to you. Uh, as you know, six people were murdered in, uh, <clears throat> what town was that again? In Tennessee? Outside Nashville? Nashville. Na- outside it was right in Nashville. Nashville. It was right in Nashville or outside of Nashville, right? Yeah, it was outside of Nashville. So <clears throat> I tune into one of them, and they're very, very sad about three three nine-year-olds being shot to death for no reason whatsoever. Oh, there just was because a reason. Somebody, no, because they were uncomfortable with themselves. Is that, that, that the, guy, the person no. who shot them? No, because the news incited them to do this. By telling I would them, agree with you. They've been telling them, oh, Christians are out to get you. Christians are going to get you. You better do something yep. about it. Well, and then yep. someone killed a bunch of Christian kids. This person went to the school. He did. Yeah, like did he ages man, ago. Woman, she... It's man to woman or woman to man. I can't remember. Uh, biological male. female. No, born male. No, identified as female. I don't think so. See, Her name I, was Audrey, and she was identified as transgender. So I On social media, <clears throat> she was going by Aiden. Oh, the news what is, I saw was The news Audrey. isn't reporting the transgender angle because, of course, they're I'll not. I'll just say they, then. What, why are they trying to take their humanity away from them? If you're transgender, you're still a human. Why would you take that away from them? Because they don't want people noticing that this is a well, also, ideologically motivated attack. It also may be unclear. What's unclear? What the identity of this person was. Why would it be unclear? It's not that hard to find out. Because uh, when you're transitioning from things, it can be a lot of different things. It can be, I know somebody that's a he, they, born female, but they're young and will change next week to this week. You know, it's just, a, a, it can be unclear sometimes. I guess. Well, like I said, I, I know three transgender people. All three were male to female. And they haven't killed anybody. So, uh, you know, but this person had their own problems, is you know what a, I'm saying. You know a female to male transgender person? Oh, that's right. I do. You're, I, no, you're oh, absolutely right. right. Yep. 
You are absolutely correct. I forgot about that. But I think that has very little to do with the, the whole situation because, I mean, it's the one trans person out of, I mean, 99% of mass shootings are by men, like just regular men. So, so yeah, let's, go, let's, go, let's go back. Let's go back. So we don't know whether this is transgender male to female or female to male. I'm Fe- quite sure it's female to male. <coughs> it's female to male. Okay. Fem- okay. I'm quite, because, I'm not 100%. I'd say 90%. Because in the article I was reading about them last night, the principal, that was the principal when they were attending the school, said she was a really great student. She was a normal girl. And so I'm thinking that he, he was trying to identify this person as they were identifying now. But I was, I'm not sure. Yeah, again, Can unclear. I quick say something? Yes. No, Andy. You're out. Um, uh-huh. He's trying to get on StreamYard. <clears throat> I have both of them open, and I don't see anyone, so. All right. Well, he's, okay, he's, he is working on it, so hopefully he'll be he's on He's working in a on it. So, so the most, well, I know that, I know that uh, Tom, you're a fan, and I know that Tim is a fan. Um, this most recent movie, the John Wick movie, with, mm-hmm. the, with the violence that everybody seems to, seems to love, how does mm-hmm. the, does that, like video games, like yes. a lot of other things, does that figure in? I think so. To yes, this sort of I stuff, agree. this negative, sort of negative kind of a thing. Because it is a kind of a negative thing that you're watching. You get ex- we get excitement from that. That's glamorizing mm-hmm. violence. And I I got drawn in. I was watching The Sopranos for a while. Exactly the same. And then I got to a point where I had nightmares. I go, ah, I got to turn this off. Society's <laughs> always glamorized violence, though. It's not a new thing. I know, but it's just. It's glamorizing violence. So we can have as much violence as we possibly can, yet if a woman shows her breast, that's, my my God, we're all going to die. I know. Isn't it interesting the things they focus on? Well, maybe 30 years ago. Or if you were to see a man. Now you can't watch a TV show that isn't basically softcore porn. if you were to see a man's penis on TV. That that they don't really show too often. That would be horrible. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, they did on White Lotus. I was going to say, like, first episode of the first season of White Lotus. I was like, okay, there we go. Okay, I just want to go back to what I was talking about originally very, very quickly. It's a 10-second story. So I, I tune in, and again, I, I don't like either one of these stations. I just tune in because of the two biggest national news stations. The first one I tuned in, they were talking a lot about the situation in Nashville and how the tragedy of three nine-year-olds losing their lives. Then I turned over to the uh, next, the other channel, and the entire time I watched it for five minutes, all they talked about is how much Trump sucks. Now, I'm not supporting Trump. Trump is not my guy. I've met him. You know, I I didn't vote for him last time. I voted for someone else. But nine-year-olds get three. Nine-year-olds get killed. Three adults get killed. And you're you're still covering how much you'd love to see this Donald Trump guy burn at the stake. That's all you can talk about. It's because they'd rather talk about anything than actually how to solve the problem. That is true. That's very true. You're I'd also right like to see that. a national database on every mass shooter. What kind of medication? Yeah. What they're yeah. pumping through their well, body. The, I would like to know. Here's the thing. There's everybody has all these reasons of why there are all these mass shootings in America and all this stuff. We have the same instance of mental illness as every other similar country. We have the same instance of medication. We have the same instance of... We do? B- yeah. Oh, yeah. Everywhere else we're, people we're, are on we're not anti-tech. Special. We're yeah. not special. No, we're not special. It's not like mental illness <laughs> is we more of a problem. I more antidepressants than other no. countries. There's antidepressants, yes, absolutely. Antidepressants and anti-anxiety medication is pretty common 
in all developed countries. Interesting. And mental illness is still prevalent in other countries as well. And it's all these things that people come up with, but it's like, it's actually because every other country that has had a mass shooting did something about it, and now they don't have mass shootings anymore. That's not true. You just don't hear about them. Well, okay. England has had four mass shootings ever. Yeah, but, well, I mean, we can discuss this later because we have Simon on. Okay. Tom here. For years, you've heard me talk about my friends at North American Banking Company. They have great online and mobile banking options, plus friendly employees who are always ready to help. And with their location in Maple Grove now open, it's even more convenient for me and my family. Go visit my friends at any one of their six Twin Cities locations or go online to nabanco.com to learn more. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, an equal housing lender. You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Oh, Simon's ready to go. Yes. Magnificent, ladies and gentlemen. A big thank you to the American people. Thank you for your kindness. Thank you for your love. I received thousands of messages on Twitter in just one week. I've been unable to read everything. Just scrolling down takes a lot of time, but your love is well received. This month, my tweets have seen 70 million times... Uh, and generated hundreds of thousands of likes and comments. Somehow my Twitter handle is becoming one of the most consequential here. Thank you. You know, as a back row reporter at the White House, who never gets called on by uh, Press Secretary <laughs> Corinne Jean-Pierre, my heart is full of love. I'm sorry, but that was funny. Uh-huh. My heart is full of love. No bitterness toward anyone. No entitlement. Only gratitude toward everyone. Peace and love. Thank you. Those are the words of Simon Atiba. How are you doing, Simon? Good. Doing great. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for coming on because I tell you, it's gotten to the point. I just pointed out again the, the politics in this country is so psychotic. We can't just treat everyone the same and be courteous to everybody. Uh, I, I just, I don't know how you, Simon, how do you put up with this? I mean, that's got to take some some courage and strength to put up with those White House press pressers, I guess, right? Yeah, it's tough. You, you know, on Monday last week, what we were discussing, on Tuesday, this time, this exact, exact time last week, the view was attacking me, blasting me, saying that this, I disrupted the press briefing that had to do with mental health. <laughs> and today, the view, I just watched them a few minutes ago, didn't want to talk about mental health, they wanted to talk about guns and guns and guns and how guns kill people. And so that's the double standard, the hypocrisy, not just in the White House, but in the way you know the country is now divided. They didn't really care about the mental health. They didn't care about, you know, what was happening at the White House on Monday last week. Um, and today they just showed that they don't care about it. You know, they just wanted to talk about guns. So it's tough to be in the White House and just trying to do your job, ask key questions that the people care about, and to be sidelined for seven months, including when President Biden is receiving 50 African leaders in Washington, D.C., 
including right now that the what? vice president is in Africa and including when the first lady just went to Africa recently. It's a mockery of the First Amendment and it's highly disrespectful towards me and also disrespectful to the entire continent of Africa. Uh, and what makes it even worse is last December when President Biden hosted those 50 African leaders, a week before then, the president of France came to the White House for a state visit. And, you know, it was a big event. And the French journalists who covered the White House were given questions every time, every week, to talk about the relationship between, you know, they call it the special relationship between France and the US. But when all the African presidents or leaders came to Washington, DC, for the second U.S. Africa Leaders Summit in December, the African journalist who covers the White House wasn't even given the opportunity to ask even one question to the press secretary. And people on The View, including Black women on The View, found that to be acceptable. And it's disgusting. <laughs> so to I mean, say the least. Yeah, to say the least, exactly. Why do you think this is? So if, if you try to do your job, you don't send questions in advance and you're independent. There's a way people see Africa, right? You, you are this guy who receives financial assistance. Um, and, and then here comes Simon. I, I'm just doing my job. I don't see the skin color. I don't, I mean, I, I just believe that people live and people die. So, um, I, and I asked my question, but I realized you don't treat me the same way. And when I point out the lies and the propaganda, and then what you do, you sideline me. You know, it started in November 2021. Jen Psaki was still the press secretary of the president. Mm -hmm. On 21st November 2021, President Biden decided to ban eight African nations over the Omicron variant. And that variant was already in Europe, in the UK, in Japan, in Hong Kong, even here in the US. But they decided to ban those countries because South Africa was able to identify the sick to, 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 to identify the variant and alerted the WHO. Instead of saying thank you to South Africa, what the Biden administration did was not only to ban all South Africans and all the people who live in South Africa to come to the US, but to ban all the countries around South Africa from coming to, from coming to the US. And when I challenged her and she read false, uh, in, she gave false information in the White House, she was so offended and she, she began to avoid me. And the same thing has happened with KJP. So if you do your job, if you really do your job and you don't miss the classified document because you are trying to be close to the government, uh, you face the consequences. Oh, well, I, I think it's quite clear what's going on. Uh, quite clear. Uh, this is xenophobia at its best. Mm -hmm. You know, you're from Africa, so, well, clearly there's a problem there with many people. But the other thought, thought is, is that you just want to report the facts. You just want to tell, try to get some sense of truth and balanced reporting. Unacceptable. Yeah. So first off, you can't be from Africa. And second off, you just have to toe the party line of what they want you to say. This, this, is, this really sickens me, what's going on.
that this is unacceptable, that uh, particularly somebody from Africa should be treated like this, trying to do a job, educated, may not have the exact uh, political viewpoint. And you may. I don't know because you're a, a real reporter who doesn't show that. But I just – this is how, how, typ how typical of government and particularly the White House. And, and the, the worst thing is all we are trying to do at Today News Africa is to strengthen the relationship between U.S. and Africa by providing accurate and relevant information at a time where when China is expanding, Russia is expanding, influence, and, and they, they, are, they are going to be kicking out a lot of U.S. You know, companies from Africa, especially because they are building... Uh, military bases a strategic location. I don't know if you watched the hearing last two weeks in the Senate, the head of the U.S. Africa Command came to testify in the, in the Senate Arms Services Committee, and he was asked, what's the greatest danger of the U.S. in Africa? And he said China, and he cited three reasons. One of the reasons was the mineral resources. And because 40% of the mineral resources being used by American companies are in Africa. And right now, the Chinese are building military bases around all those mineral resources. And so maybe in the next few years or few decades, we kick them out. And that's not good for the U.S. and it's not also good for Africa because you don't have fair competition. And so Africa doesn't really benefit from it. And I can go on and on. I mean, how does it make sense that the president is receiving all, almost all African leaders in Washington, D.C.? And the guy who covers that continent and has been writing about that summit every single day for two months prior to the summit. And you don't find, you don't find it, uh, you don't have the sensitivity to understand that you need to give them the opportunity to ask you questions. It's mind, um, uh, it, it baffles me to even think about it. Well, it baffles a lot of people, too. But I, I love the fact that you're, um, you're getting fame with this messaging. Mm -hmm. it's, I think it's important. And a lot of times we have to hear it from, an, you know, a, a, for lack of a better word, an outsider, someone that doesn't live here, someone that's not entrenched in the system, um, as a, as a third party viewpoint, which is I, which is what journalism is supposed to be in the first place. So I, I mean, I thank you very much for shining a light on this. You thank you, thank you so much. And maybe on the fame, I would say people are following me because I, while I was being silenced, I understand a basic principle of human interaction. You need to treat people with respect and dignity. You shouldn't look down on people. Um, and what happens is when you sit in the front row in the White House and they give you questions all the time, you become entitled. You believe that people should follow you, that you deserve mm -hmm. to ask questions every day. And you don't pay attention to people behind you who never get called on. You don't greet them when you come to the briefing room. You sit down with arrogance. And when you tweet, people don't follow you. People don't engage with your content 
because they see arrogance, this arrogance, they see lack of humility. And so, and people are connecting with me because I'm, I'm asking, I'm thanking them when, you know, something is great and I'm asking for their opinion and I'm asking them to react to my tweet. And that's why I have hundreds of thousands of comments every month because people want to have their voices heard. They don't want someone who dumps information on them and believe that because we work for the New York Times or CNN and, and they just share this tweet, people will connect with it. You know, Simon, it's pretty amazing to me looking at this whole story that and I've seen this throughout my entire life. Uh, these people chirp and chirp and chirp about, oh, this is what the world needs and this is very, very important and blah, blah, blah. And the second they get a chance, Simon, I'm sorry, you're black, but you're the wrong kind of black guy. <laughs> I don't, how can they get there, Simon? I mean, how can you support black efforts around the world, particularly in America now? They're, they're, constantly talking about it. I'm talking about mostly white anchors on the news stations and all they ever talk about is this and this needs to improve and we own this. But the second they get a chance to turn on a black man, they'll do it. The second they get a chance. No, actually if, if you're black, you need to be a black Libra. You need to be a Democrat. <laughs> That's what I said. And, 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 then, and then you need to be um, <clears throat> I don't say this because I love all people, but you almost need to be gay. Um, and, and, and there's nothing wrong with that. I, I'm not this no, guy who believe that people should, I believe that adults should be who they want to be, uh, as long as they keep children away from, you know, all those um, manipulation and indoctrination and all those things. But if just look at CNN, see all the people who, you know, most of the black people, including the black people who come on CNN regularly or even on MSNBC. And so if you live a different life and you're independent and you love all people, you understand that, you know, how many years do we have? We have just few years. All we need to do is to love, enjoy, travel, you know, do what we have to do, do our job, and then die one day. And you don't want to be distracted and sucked into, you know, black and white. And I, I had a surgery the, a few years ago. I didn't really care who the person was. I think it was a female. She was white. I didn't care. I just wanted her to save my life. Right. I didn't care if she was a lesbian, she was straight, where she come from, what language she speak. I, I didn't have gender, I had religion, which I didn't care. I just wanted to wake up because, you know, before the surgery, they come and they read the Bible to you, they pray and tell you that, hey, you know, they try to know your story. But I, I didn't really care. And I think that's the best uh, way of looking at life, understanding that we have limited time. And it's just about family, love, uh, work, uh, helping people, helping yourself, traveling, opening yourself to understand other cultures, uh, other places, uh, and opening your heart and to understand that, you know, you don't really know everything. I think what happens to us is when we get to 25 or maybe 30 or even more, we believe that we now know everything. We close ourselves <laughs> up. We don't really learn from people anymore. Right. And, and then we fail in life. 
God, what an amazing story you have. Do you think we will ever, because in my opinion, we've gotten to a point where we really don't like ourselves and therefore we turn it outward instead of realizing I don't like myself the way I am now. I'll turn it outward and I'll dislike you because you're the wrong kind of black man. I'll just don't like you because you're a man, you're a woman, whatever. Uh, I don't like white people. They're talking about themselves, are they not? What they dislike about themselves, the thoughts they have, they kind of puke them out on the rest of us. Like you said, you can be black, but unless you're a Democrat, uh, you don't count. It makes no sense to me at all, Simon. Yeah, it, it, um, you know, I did a post, if you, one of my tweets, maybe uh, before the tweet you read now, I, I talked about people, you know, uh, attacking me. I had conversations with people. They thought I was betraying the black race. And so, what? and yes, yes. And then she was trying to, God. she was trying to re-explain journalism to me. She, she told me that you see, there are two things that you need to understand. First, you need to do your job, which you are already doing. The second thing is you need to fight oppression coming from the right. And, and so you are failing in that, right? So, um, and you know, I, I, I don't see oppression as coming from the right. And I don't no. see uh, racism as coming from just one side. I believe that. And I don't even see racism as coming from one race. Like, you know, the white are racist and the black are not. No, actually, I face some racism from even black people. And I'm being discriminated against by a black woman who was born in, you know, in Dominic. Republic uh, Island, uh, and and so um, I, I've seen that you you know when you waste time when you believe that the race the race is the problem the gender is the problem the religion is the problem you get caught in that web and then you you end up really not getting to the root of the the problem. What an amazing story you have, Simon. I think you're handling it, by the way, very, very well, uh, because you had a, a sense of you go, well, Tom, yes, it's true. Uh, I'm a black man, but you have to be a Democratic black man for them to like you, which I think was a very, very honest comment. I still think this is an, an inner problem. The people who chirp the loudest and the most and all the rest of it, um, let, me, let me put it this way. I have a huge problem with one of our political systems, I think the mistreatment uh, verbally of black people in this country has reached an all-time high because it's not enough just to be black. You have to be a democratic black guy, and uh, if you're not, I'll treat you like dirt. The very people that talk about bringing us all together and we're all going to live together, doesn't matter what your skin color, your orientation is, the rest of it, the second they get a chance to point out something different about you and them, they'll do it every time, which makes me want to throw up. It's it's dreadfully horrible. Yeah, and, and also, like, you know, when you ask people, what's the problem of black people? Okay, let's take the, the George Floyd incident. So George Floyd is killed by a white man. He was mm -hmm. horrible, you know. He could have stopped. He, he, he shouldn't have died on that day. Yep. But but if you go back to the source of the problem, you know, the police were not there, they called them because of an issue with payment. And so that brings you back to the main issue, money. 
poverty, you know, um, economic empowerment. And so what you realize is people are now ready, people, including people on the left, many people on the left, they're not ready, who are loud, the loudest, they're not ready to actually tackle the root of the problem of black people. And so they wait for an incident to involve a black, a white cop and a black man or a black woman, and then racism, because then you can galvanize people, you can, uh, you know, you can uh, attract people's attention because it's racism. But when black policemen killed a black man, and so they still blame racism. So they say mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. Uh, it's a different kind of racism because uh, now it means it's the victim is not the you know the perpetrator of the brutality of, of, of the crime. And so when you point to the fact that most black people are being killed by black people every single day and because of you know poverty because of you know the same it goes back to the same thing poverty family uh, education and all those things that we should focus on and we try to downplay it and we go back to racism because that's how you win election but when you see what is being done to even tackle the source of the problem you don't see it which is sad it is all about the elections, isn't it, Simon? There's no question. Simon, you have to come back more often. I love talking to you about this because you're very, very honest. You're, uh, you know what you are, basically. You're not African. You're not black. You're a human being, Simon, and you do a great job at being a human being. Thank you. I'm glad to, to, have, to be here. All right. Well, come back soon. You, prom- <laughs> you promise to come back? Uh, it depends. I mean, what what. <laughs> You know how people react if I have to come back. I attended the show yesterday and it was horrible, but yeah, I will come back. This one's not going to be horrible, Simon. I promise it's not going to be horrible. Our audience doesn't put up with any of this crap. They just, they want to just, you're Simon, my wife is Catherine, everybody in, in, the, in the studio in Minneapolis. We got Ralph, we got Alex, we got Andy. Well, you're just a person. That's it. I grew up in a in a Catholic, Black, and Jewish neighborhood, and nobody ever had any problem with anybody that I knew about. I'm sure they did, but they didn't bring it up publicly. Uh, I'm not used to this. I grew up in a neighborhood with everybody, and I'm not used to people being treated differently because of their religion, their beliefs, or their skin color, or any of it. It's got to stop, Simon. No question about it, right? Yeah. Uh, if I can say one last thing. Sure. You know, most people who subscribe to my Substack are white people for now. And really, I just need people to subscribe to my Substack and, you know, contribute to our publication and support us. Go to my Twitter handle and follow me at Simon Ateba. Or go to my Substack, simonateba.substack.com. I don't care where people come from, what they look like, and what mm-hmm. gender, religion. You know, all those in the end, if I don't have money, and someone calls police because Simon cannot pay for grocery, you know, it wouldn't be the fault of the person who called the police. It would be because I don't have cash. And so I need to have economic independence, and that's the root of the problem of most Black people in America. No doubt about it. Simon, thank you so much for your time. I feel better just having talked to you. 
All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Have a good day. You too. Thank you. Bye. Well, it's another year. What's new for 2023 at Walzer? Well, we're going back in time in a way. You bought a DeLorean franchise. Not exactly. Uh. The market's returning to normal. New inventories are getting back to pre-pandemic levels, and used car prices are returning to normal. So what's a 1995 Camry worth? Deep sympathy. Uh. Mike, have you considered something newer? Well, I would if it came with a 10-year, 150,000-mile powertrain warranty. Hey, was that convincing? As if I knew what a powertrain was? No. It's major medical coverage for your car, and it's free with every new car and most used cars at Walzer. I hope you're also keeping your return and exchange program. Of course, people really like that because it means you can't make a mistake. Interestingly, though, we sold 45,000 cars last year, and we took back less than 100. Amazing upfront pricing, a free 150,000-mile warranty, a return and exchange policy. It's no wonder you sold 45,000 cars last year. To learn more, go to walzer.com. Can I add something? No. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. What a nice guy. What a great man. I know. It's just unbelievable. Yep. He is just being inundated with you know uh requests for go going on shows oh, and yeah, everyone's talking to him and i i just tweeted him like are you doing interviews he says yes <laughs> i yes, was on today yes, I, I was like i was so, i was so shocked that he had time I, I just i am so sick of this um we need to do something for the black people my god the black people need our help and they, we got to support our black people the second they disagree with you oh you're the wrong kind of black person what that's right. <laughs> you're the wrong. No sense. You're the wrong color. No, not the wrong color. No, you're the, you're you're the wrong creed. You're, you're wrong. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. We don't care about race or color, but we do care about creed. Yeah. Yeah, they do. I'm uh, not usually. Just... I don't like presidential sound bites that make presidents sound bad because usually they're out of context right. yeah. or that sort of thing. But one of the ones that has stuck with me was when Biden said, "If you don't vote for me, you're not black." Yeah, remember I, that he said. I can't believe that wasn't That's as a white supremacy as you can say. That's the biggest white supremacist statement ever. I know it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's yeah, it's very it's cultural imperialism, I guess is what it is. Yeah. And yet, and yet it didn't affect his numbers at all. No. No, no one cared not. at all that he said the kind of thing. If Trump said that, then he uh -huh. would be in prison for some sort of hate crime, but if it comes from the right side, it doesn't matter. Yeah. 
And like I said, I, I don't have any party affiliation myself. I'm pretty much a centrist, but it's getting really, really old. I, look, to me, on its face, all these people are doing is pandering to you for your vote. That's the mm-hmm. only reason they yep. give a rat's ass about you. That's, That's right. why right? Tim's on. He's just uh, farming for votes. <laughs> I don't give a rat's ass about Tim Lammers. I'd vote. I'd vote for Tim Lammers. <laughs> oh, there you go. You know, I had Andy asked me if I wanted, and of course the dog barks. The first frog. Of frog. course it did. Absolutely. What they do. Um, but no, he asked if I wanted to just listen, and I thought, you know, it's probably. I said yes because. You know, this this whole thing pisses me off so much that, you know, look, this guy was really, really, he showed a lot of restraint, didn't he? For considering what's going on with him. Yeah. And I'm not that sort of person. But I'm wondering, I'm I'm a little mixed up. Did he actually go on The View? Or did it was it just that The View were, they were ripping on him? I think they just talked about him. Yeah, they did. I don't know. I don't watch The View. I'm looking at, I'm looking at Simon's uh, tweets and he's not seeing The View, Whoopi Goldberg, Joy Behar, Sonny and Sarah Haynes, Blame Rahim. That's not it. I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't he think went he did it. go on there. I don't think so. I don't think no, they would. No, want, yeah, would they it, even want him on there? No, they don't, no. He doesn't speak their language. Well, yeah. I mean, and look, again, I'm just a dopey-ass movie guy, so don't pay attention to what I say about this. But (laughs) you know what? I did start out in journalism, you know, as a newspaper editor back in the day. (sighs) Well, 30 years ago, I guess you could say. But even being a dumbass movie guy, a a shit-kicking farm boy, I knew (laughs) the, the basic tenet of journalism was to be objective. And, you know, to to see media die before your eyes, to see journalism die before your eyes. It's really an amazing thing over the past 30 years how, you know, it is nothing. There has nothing to do with objectivity anymore. Everything is subjective. And again, from both sides. So that's really bothersome. But, man, when you get a guy who is sitting at a White House press briefing and being shut out the way he is. Yeah. <laughs> what is the point of all these people even attending this thing? If they're going to answer the, the, from the questions from the same people all the time. And the other thing that was interesting to me, and I guess it sh- shouldn't surprise me too much, but you have to submit your questions in advance. Yep, you do that now. Isn't that amazing? Well, how is it that this Peter Ducey from Fox get his? Because he's he's going after... Uh, this Korean, uh, I don't know what her jump KJP, just call her KJP. Every single day. So it's like, are you kidding me? I mean, does he submit one question and then turn it into something else? I mean, because, look, I, I understand that if, like, if you're going to interview a president, they're going to want to know your questions ahead of time. But if you're at a press briefing, I didn't realize that you needed to get those questions to them in advance. Mm. So that... I guess is somewhat troubling because then you're talking about controlling the messaging. 
Of course. You know, you can, you can select the questions you want to answer and craft your responses ahead of time. Yeah. yeah man, that's yep. troubling to me. It well, really Simon's, is. Simon's sub-stack um, introduction is, I've been attacked by pirates on the Gulf of Guinea <laughs> with an AK-47 pointed to my head, Ooh. kidnapped in Nigeria, dumped in the woods and left for dead, arrested in Cameroon during investigation and kept in a dark cell only to be sidelined at the White House. <laughs> <laughs> the best. Man, he just showed such of an incredible amount of restraint. Now, yep. You know what happened at the White House, and I've been trying to find video of it. You know, you can hear him yelling from the yeah. press rows. Mm-hmm. I would imagine at some point everybody's just gonna get so damn frustrated that they're just gonna blurt something out. Um, but uh, you know what? If I wouldn't have known that. I mean, this guy is about as level, uh, level-headed as it gets. Mm-hmm. Just Great listening guy. to him and telling the stories that, again, I think most people would be so entirely pissed off at being treated like that. But boy, this guy was really showing a trend, tremendous amount of restraint. Yeah, he. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very impressed with with him. And that was, you know, twenty minutes he talked this way. He held. You up. know, so and 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 it was interesting how you said you're welcome back anytime. Well, apparently. Some people haven't been so pleasant to him during these interviews. Right. Because, you yeah. know, uh, yeah, I, I, like you say, he's been asked all over the place. And that's why I was wondering, was he actually on The View? Because he said something about, well, they didn't want to talk about this. They wanted to talk about the mass shooting stuff, which, you know, I guess you go with whatever the, you know, that just happened yesterday, did it in, in Kentucky yeah. or Nashville. 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 Yeah. So I'd imagine that's there's a reason for the reason they were talking about it. But. Yeah, yeah, it's oh man, it's you t- to have a guest on and attack them. That's not cool. That is just not cool. You know, you, you don't have to agree with them, but you don't have to treat them with disrespect, you know. Well, yeah, one of the reasons why I wanted to find him and book him, um, on the show, and I can't find the tweet now because he he tweets a lot, but um, he he said something to the effect of anybody that thinks that all one side of the aisle is demons or angels, and the other side is all demons or angels, yep. is completely wrong. It's not possible. Not everybody can be a demon. Not everybody's an angel. You're fooling yourselves, and everybody needs to start having open dialogue to figure out what how to do things. Like this poverty thing he was talking about. Yes, poverty is a huge issue, and nobody ever, nothing changes. No, that's very mm-hmm. true. Nothing ever changes. Very, very, you know, pointed observation that he made there. And the other thing is, I was really listening for any sort of, again, objective journalist. This guy's an objective journalist. Yes. I never would have guessed his any sort of political leaning in this interview. No. Although, you know, he did mention that it just seems like all the people that are liberal get their questions answered. You know, but that that, again, that's just an observation from his point of view. But... He didn't really seem to side with one particular party, did he? During and that's that's the problem. That's the problem. It isn't that he's conservative. It, he's he just doesn't side with them. He doesn't. He he's trying to just be objective. He has nothing to do mm-hmm. with uh, political leaning. He just wants to be objective. Just say, oh, here's what's going. Here's here's an answer to the question. 
and they will not let him ask the question because the question is just uh, just for information. He just wants some information to try to understand and report what's going on. This, this, I think this is a uh, he's holding up a mirror, and we're seeing some things. Mm-hmm. And what's happening in America is that we have no trust for the media. No, we not. have no trust for our government. Nope. And we feel, so we're starting more and more feeling uh, apathetic about the government. What's the point of voting? You don't change anything. Nothing changes there. Conservatives don't reduce taxes. Liberals don't reduce taxes. Uh, you know, it's, you know, nobody does anything. So what's the point? What's it, the point? You whoever, know? Whoever's in charge basically just determines which country we send all our money to. Yeah. Mm. Well, another thing that happened at this press conference that I thought was interesting, some other journalists uh, spoke up and out against this guy. Of course they did. At, yeah, they, they kind of like shamed him for speaking up. And again, you're just going, if you're pretending, you must just pretend, you know you're pretending to be a journalist. Again, objectivity. People don't even care right now. They will just outright state what side they're on. Yep. And that is why I don't watch any national programs now. Right. News programs. I just can't. Because I still come from a place that believes in objectivity. Even though, you know, as a movie reviewer, you're supposed to give your opinion, which I do. But that's that's what it is. That's what I do. I, I give my opinion. But if I were to go back into news reporting, you listen to both sides. That's just the way, at least the way I learned it. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? Where did it go? Well, half the half of the journalists end up with jobs with you know top ten companies and within the White House. So yep, that's the <laughs> that thing. doesn't help. It's not really a. It's really a. It's it's almost a jumping off point into a big career, instead of mm-hmm. being a journalist as a career. But. It- Again, that surprises me that he would even be invited in the first place. I would imagine that you just can't wander in and sit in on a White House press briefing. I mean, I would imagine there's a certain protocol. I mean, they got to vet you and, uh, you know, they got to see how large of an audience you have, blah, blah, blah. I mean, I don't know the percentage of journalists that get their questions answered on a regular basis as opposed to the actual number of people in there. Well, but he's if the... I that guy, if I didn't get my question answered for seven months, I'd just say, screw this. I mean, it's it, it just, you got to give it to him for sitting there and then finally speaking up. Mm-hmm. Um, but what's the point? If they're going to answer the, uh, the same, the same people get their questions answered every day, where it makes no sense. Why, why are the other people sitting there and not, you know, getting their questions answered? Why aren't they speaking up i think people need to speak up and and uh, again you want to hear all opinions here you want to you don't have to agree with whoever's asking the question but they should have that if they're there to me they earn that right to ask that question no tim you cannot hear other people's opinions no <laughs> because to tim you're too stupid i'm too and, yeah, i you, am stupid you're, you're really just stupid and you, idealistic you cannot you cannot fil- you cannot filter through this and understand what someone might be saying and might improve no you're just too stupid to that you need to listen to the rhetoric and listen to the party line because that's what you need to know and just believe that it's turned into a religion it's it's this whole thing is just so stupid so stupid well, I mean, Simon does have credentials. He's the chief White House correspondent for yeah. Today's News Africa. I mean, he, he did have to go through a vetting process, and he's, oh, yeah. a, he's a journalist. 
for Africa. Yeah. I mean, you talk about, you know, you want to start, I mean, racism. <laughs> Here's an African in here. We're not going to talk to him. You're not allowed to ask questions about African deals. Yeah, the the ambassadors or whoever are visiting, and you can't ask questions about Africa, and you're African. Well, I think that's what finally finally was the uh, catalyst for him to speak out and say, hey, you know, I've been here for all these months, and you've never once, you know, called on me. It's because they were having African delegates in the White House, and they still wouldn't yeah. talk to him. I mean, that's pretty blatant. Oh, my God. Yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it's, it's pretty bad. It, that it, was it, bad. It's terrible. That's, that's why this, this is one of the worst things in the world. And what an embarrassment in Africa for this man to have to speak up like that and then to create this huge uh, t- uh, tweeter, uh, Twitter kind of uh, storm over this sort of stuff. That's an embarrassment in Africa to America. That why aren't you why aren't you respecting us? That's yes. they're not so he's sort of the point person for the respect of Africa. Mm-hmm. Clearly. Well it's in you know, yesterday's show with the whole thing about the Congolese people with the, the mining of the cobalt yep. and how terribly they're treated. And nobody seems to care. And they're sending them to their deaths. They know these people are going to die, and they send them anyway. Paying them a dollar a day, children, a day. Yep. children, with no no protective gear, nothing. They're out there. And, just, and what are they mining uh, exactly? Cobalt. I mean, is this for stuff for, uh, that's going is, to benefit our economy, I would imagine? It is for um, rechargeable batteries. Mostly EV batteries, yeah. 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 yeah, which they're pushing, 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 pushing through in um, mm-hmm. Congress and in the Senate that we're going to all have to have electric cars by 2035. Yeah. Want, and, but they don't care about these kids dying, people dying in the tunnels, which aren't even reinforced because it runs through China. Mm-hmm. And and uh, the China China has not had one of the, one of the one of the advantages that China has in Africa is that they come in and say here. Here's $5 billion. We don't care what you do with your people. There is no human rights a, uh, a, no. attached to this. No stipulations whatsoever. America goes over and says, well, you know, we can't have this child labor. You know, we're going to give you this money. We want to do these sort of things for you, but you can't have this child labor. There's your problem. Yeah, and, and when that money right. goes into Africa, man, it goes into pockets everywhere, you know. Oh, absolutely. Corruption is, I mean, that's oh. why all of this stuff needs to actually be exposed and real journalists have to do their jobs. Otherwise, everybody's in the dark and nobody nobody can care about something that they don't know is happening. Yeah. And people in Africa, the leaders in Africa, they don't really care about what's going on to the people because yeah. they get rich and then they go. Idi Amin, uh, you know, all of them, they're just, they, they get rich and then they, they run their state like a, uh, you know, just for their uh, joy and their uh, uh, enrichment and that's it yeah and not the uh, sadly not the only country well, in the oh, world that does not it america america's <laughs> not like that Mm-mm. we're green and progressive and we love human rights that's right and our politicians <laughs> except, don't except get rich for while they're Congolese in office. children we don't care about them you said that with such conviction andy mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> I know the world oh, is, yeah. a fl- is a freaking mess right now, and, and people like Simon are, in my opinion, I, hopefully they just won't be silenced. You know? Yeah. I mean, if it weren't for Twitter, I mean, I don't know if any other, probably other platforms would just shut them down. 
I wouldn't well, doubt it. You do have and in the old Twitter, would have right shut him now, down. And he's from South Africa, so, you know, well, that's got to be on Simon's side anyway. I would hope. Well, the problem, the problem with Elon Musk is he takes most of that cobalt out of Africa. Well, about there you go. Uh, yeah. I, yeah, well, I read a thing where there's some sort of an alliance to change the mining practices. Uh-huh. Well, that was 2020. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're making great <laughs> strides. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't know. Somebody tweeted on uh, tweeted me that supposedly in the next few years they're supposed to be taking all the nasty stuff out of the EV batteries. But how are they going to do that? What What's going to run them? Uh, the corn tears. The and... purpose of cobalt is to be an electrode in the battery. So it's actually only a very small portion of these batteries. It's uh, it's just like basically a little uh, ball of cobalt on one side of the battery. Charge flows from one side to the other. And the reason they use cobalt is it's got electrochemical properties that are favorable to that kind of battery. But there are other materials. They just cost a lot more is the problem. Well. Because they're mined by people rather than or adults rather than children. A, a lot of the mm-hmm. electrode materials that are as good as or better than cobalt are they're like synthetic kind of things so they have to be made in a lab that's just naturally a lot more expensive than a rock you dig up obviously yeah well there are options and i mean there's also the fact that we could we have for many years used non-cobalt lithium-ion batteries it's just that instead of being able to drive 300 miles you're going to be able to drive 225 miles and people won't do that and if it's cold they only drive 150 miles. Or if you drive 70 or 80 miles an hour, you only drive 50 miles. I mean, right. it, 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 that whole, I think the EV, uh, the love and the, uh, for EVs is uh, misguided. I just don't think it's the technology it's, of the future. Uh-huh. It's not no, very, it's I think it is. It's the technology of the future, <laughs> but we're not in the future. It's the technology of 20 years from now, but we're trying to mandate it right now. Right, When that's the technology the isn't there. But the technology 20 years from now might be different. It may not be batteries. It might be hydrogen fuel. It might be a thousand different things. That's what I'm saying. And, the, and the, one of the issues, by, by mid-35, we're not going to be generating enough electricity for this. No, not even close. <laughs> we, it, it takes five to ten years to build one nuclear power plant, and we ain't started any. So we, don't, we, have, we have no energy unless we're going to burn coal. Or, or natural gas. I mean, if you want to do this, you've got to start, you know, as you guys are making some energy. Well, we have that option. It's called nuclear. But I know. No but one we, will do it. No one will do it. Mm-hmm. And it takes, and like I said, it would, if they're going to start now, if they're going to, it's going to be uh, 12 years from now that they're going to want this mandated. It takes 12 years to build these plants, to get them up and running. Yeah. I mean, you don't have the generating. You don't have it even now in California. Don't charge your vehicle during the brownouts in the summer because we don't have enough energy. Yep, and they're shutting down <laughs> nuclear plants around the world too. Yeah, and you don't, and you, and the other, the grid simply will not support it. The wires that are coming to your house or to your neighborhood will not support the load of two or three or four electric vehicles in everybody's garage. Yeah, the average yeah. house has, I think, maybe a hundred amp. Service. 200, 200 newer 200, 200 for 200. newer houses, yeah. but 100 for a lot of houses older. are older yeah, and they only have 100 amp service. So, I mean, if you're try, trying to fast charge two EVs, good luck. That's most of your service right there. Okay, I've got a business idea. So, Peloton, 
everybody's got a Peloton. They have to hook it up to their generator, and that's how they'll make new electricity. Was there a guy everybody who like, toasted on their his bread with a bike? Who was yep. that? Yeah. Um, it was... Um, oh, God. That tall blonde guy. Yeah. Um, uh, let's see. He was in ER, wasn't he? ER. He was in ER. Ed Bigley. Ed Bigley Jr. Yeah, yeah. Ed Bigley Jr. Jr. Yep. Yep. Great guy. Really nice man. I mean, hey, if I have always thought that, like, you know, if you're going to be on an exercise bike or something like that, all that work that you're expending is going nowhere. You know, if yeah. you can put it back into your house, why not? It. But well, the why problem not? is that the equipment needed to make it so you can backflow that energy into your house is a lot of money. It's a just no, it isn't. It's an EV bike. An EV bike charges the battery when you slow down. This, this is mature. They're throwing it out there. You can buy EV bikes all the time. I just, no, I'm, I'm talking about like a stationary bike in your house. Same. It's the same thing. You just put that bat, put the battery, put the motor on there. You're pilling away. It runs the motor as a generator. It's That's exactly true. the same as in the in the motor. These, I'm sorry, pedal assist vehicles. Pedal assist vehicles. Pedal assist. I like it. I don't know. Like I said, I mean, fine. You want to? You need cobalt. You need to mine stuff. We mine stuff all over the world all the time. Do it fairly. Mm-hmm. Do it safely. And it costs too much. It does. It costs, yeah. It's, like I, I said, know, after it's cheaper to, to have slave labor than to pay a fair wage for it. Uh, talking to our guest yesterday, he's like, you could pay a, a Congolese family, four of them are working in the cobalt mines, $10 a day each instead of a dollar a day each and it wouldn't make any difference to the bottom line for a giant corporation like apple yeah, no, oh, yes, it would, but it would because the people aren't getting the payola this is <laughs> this is this is organized state crime uh, is it you know the money is being skimmed off just like in the movie casino absolutely. it's being skimmed off of the casino it's being skimmed off the industry. That's mm-hmm. what's going on, and the, no one wants to accept that. The only way that this will work, and I think our guest yesterday said this, is basically so a handful of companies, a small handful of EV manufacturers make up the probably, I think it's like 40% of the entire world's cobalt demand. If they all said, I am not going to buy cobalt unless the miners are treated fairly, then the companies that own the mines would be financially incentivized to do so. It's the problem is that these EV manufacturers don't care. So right. you know, if they don't care, then mining companies don't care. Government doesn't care. And what in what country use, makes a lot of EV batteries? China. China. Yep. And they're yep. they, to a certain extent they're soulless. When it comes to this sort of thing, I mean, they have, they still have child manufacturing. They, st- you know, well, the Chinese government is very, you know, so they're, they're amoral. They're, yeah, a, thank you, amoral. And it's, and it's just, you know, it's not a healthy situation. So that's never, you're, that's never going to happen because if the American companies, the, the Western world countries say, oh, we're not going to use this, oh, China will buy it. Well, and of course, now uh, car manufacturers cannot say we won't buy EV batteries. Because in 2030, they are going to be forced to yeah. make EVs legally. They can't make internal combustion engine engines anymore because they've been banned in so many different countries. So now they don't have combustion. leverage over these mining companies anymore. The leverage is gone. Okay, well, good luck with trying to charge them cars. Yep. Do we have Kristen today? I believe, yes, she has joined us. 
There she is. We're running like 10 minutes late, but... Seven minutes okay. late. I've been Seven listening to your late. cobalt conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, Fascinating. It is. I'm just like so irritated with the world right now. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't sleep There's last night thinking of all these little kids. Yourself, Catherine, you, you, there was a little pause between the, I am so frustrated with the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I wanted to say harsher words, but... Go ahead. Come on. Non-censored, right? Uh, I know. Well, hey. hey I'll, I'll, I'll get going here uh, so Kristen can have her time, but I need to know, Tommy and Kristen, did you see John Wick 4 yet? Not yet. I'm gonna. I did. You, Kristen, you did? Yes, I did. And... I sat through the two hours and 49 minutes. No, it was <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't love long movies, but I thought this was a really well done film. Now, just a couple little tidbits there. Again, one, two hours and 49 minutes, unless you can just make a mad dash to the bathroom during the after the first, well, during the end credits. Because isn't there something right immediately after the credits start rolling? Yes. I, I, there are just so many movies now that do this. Uh, I'm getting mixed up. But anyway, so you can make a mad dash. Otherwise, you got to stay for the full two hours and 49 minutes. Of the you film. have to adjust your liquid intake. And <laughs> you yes, you, you got to time it right, and because uh, those bladder breaks, you know, they come right at about like one hour forty-five minutes usually. So watch out. Yeah, <laughs> and then the other thing is, uh, I was reading how, and actually did a story for it for Looper. Um, the original runtime. The film was three hours and forty-five minutes. No. Oh God. Jeez. (laughs) And and basically what they did there was, they they did a lot of background on a lot of the supporting characters, and the decision was, you know, all roads need to lead back to John Wick. So let's just tighten this up here. And I don't think we were really cheated with any of the side characters and what we learned about them. I think it was really. You know, the, the editor, the director credits the editor for doing this and having the foresight to say, hey, you know what, let's we can't lose sight of John Wick here. Um, so that's good. And also, too, and I, again, this is obviously Kristen and I could talk about this all day long, but without seeing it, Tommy or Catherine, or whoever else in studio, I mean, there's something that happens at the end that they actually had an entire scene for that they actually trim back considerably. Um so that that's interesting too. So yeah, three hours and forty five. Maybe we'll get the director's cut on video or something. I don't but, know. Yeah, movies are getting long longer movie. and longer. <laughs> yes, they are. Yeah. So yeah, but yeah, it's it, it's very very entertaining, and I will see it again at some point. I don't know when, but uh, yeah, that's what we want. We just want to have a good time, right? So I certainly did at that picture so anyway uh i'll let you all be and uh tommy will talk thursday and uh, everybody have a great week looking forward to it timmy thank you see ya take care and we are back with stretches picks who's winning this thing the kitties the pack the bears or the purple none of the above those are all the teams in the division i know that well who's your pick I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. 
So uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit saberheating.com. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm sick to death of Kristen Burt. This is the second time that I've had to work with her. I know. I was, I was figuring. I'm like, he's probably just sick of me, and he's going to leave me backstage for as long as he can on StreamYard. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know what I hear every day now, here. Catherine? What? You know what I hear every day now on, on the morning show? No, what? You know, Tom, this is KB. Why don't you ask other KB how it's going with her? Because we're both KBs and you're not. <laughs> like, oh, God. KBs yeah, unite. exactly how I talk. Yeah. KBs We don't sound like you, but... And you're yeah. not. <laughs> now, Tom always uh, hears things that, you know. What? It's, it's subtext. Oh, He's just so. He hears things different, too. That must yeah. be catchy. Yeah. God. It is. Contagious. It's a guy thing. You're mean to me. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Who? Which KB? Both KBs. Yeah. Tom, you're a saint. You're a saint. It's true. I am. I am a How saint. How dare you deal with me all the time, Monday through Friday. <laughs> Are you loving it? But everybody, the listeners love love you on that show. Yo, it's so much fun. It's at, you know, it's early here, so I get up around four forty five a.m. to prep and you know see you guys at five thirty five a.m. And what's well, my? It's obviously seven thirty five for you guys in Minnesota, but uh, I look forward to it. I get up and I'm like, all right, let's start the day. It's just fun. It's it's like good energy. That's what I like. Great. You get a lot of people contacting you on social media. Yeah, I've had a lot of people reach out um, on social media, and they just, they love the show. They're so excited that you're back in a way that you wanted to be back that's in broadcasting. That, I think that that's, that's so what sweet. excites everyone. Very, very sweet people. People have been so nice. that the I'm telling you, the numbers are just stunning. I was talking to Andy about that last night. It's like, my God. Thank you, everyone, is all, yeah. all we have to say about that. And that's well, this show, what too. what they want. It's not the only the morning show, but this show is done doing extremely well. So we appreciate it. Um, so, okay, John Wick, two hours and 49 minutes. Good luck to me getting Catherine to go see that with me. That's a lot of uh, kicking ass for a long time. I, I mean, always wait until it comes out on streaming and Catherine can opt out. Tom, you can hang out at home and watch it. Yeah. Here's what I like. In the old days, two hours and 49 minutes, about an hour and 20 in, you'd hear, go on out to the lobby and get to seven up. (laughs) Yeah, when they'd have those mega pictures, they used to have an uh, intermission. 20-minute intermission. It was wonderful. Love that, honestly. Oh, yeah. I'm a snacker at the movies, and that would, in a movie that long, like a three hour movie, that's the perfect time for me to then go and buy my popcorn and my drink because then I can make it through without a bathroom break. Um, (laughs) There you go. About a decade ago, uh, the Academy did a, a whole movie series about movies that were nominated for Best Picture and didn't win. And it went through like every single decade going all the way back to like the late twenties, like all the way up to the present. And it was really interesting seeing a lot of the movies in the fifties and sixties that were maybe three hours, 15 minutes. And there would be a scheduled intermission and the Academy actually ran them with the intermission. So it was really fun. Everyone kind of socialized. It became like a fun little social hour. And I was like, Oh look, funny girl with an intermission. Yeah. That would be great. It was. was well, and it would also boost uh, concession sales. Yes, exactly. This, this and makes that's no where sense. the movie theaters make their money. Yep. We all yeah. know this. And now that they have bars. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, they'd even make more money. This makes no sense to run these things, and you got to pee. 
Yeah, that is true. You know, you drink a bladder buster, you got to pee. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it's just, this is yeah, do you want to sell the 25-ounce big gulp or not? That's or right. Whatever ounces they are. Or what no you do is you get a half-price <laughs> refill or half-price refill on your popcorn. Or yeah. It just yeah. makes no sense that they don't have intermissions. How the West was won when I saw it had an intermission. I thought it was the greatest thing in the world. You got an admission. It's sort of a, you're right. It's sort of a, a social piece. It yeah. adds to that social piece of being together with a group of people. One hour and a half. And also, uh, yeah. it seems to be, don't you think it's like business 101 where yeah. the movie theaters are struggling right now? And we know that the markup on popcorn is astronomical. Right? Where this they make is all where their you're going to hook people in. And this yeah. is where you're going to help make some of that money back that you lost during the pandemic or for the people that aren't returning to the movie theater. Right. Yeah, that's uh, I've been told by a couple of different uh, movie uh movie theater owners that that's where they make all they do not make their money off of ticket sales they make their money off of popcorn isn't that amazing of course well, it, it cost them like 50 cents a bucket to yep. make popcorn i worked at a movie theater during college and they would have us they ran a program and this is going back a long time they ran a program that if you upsold from say uh a medium and a medium to like a large Coke and a large popcorn, we would get 25 cents for every large combo um, bought. And we would wind up with an extra $450 a week on our paycheck. This is going back decades too. um, Because people would go, oh, okay, that's no big deal. And the theater was making money. We were making money. And you know what? Everyone else felt like, oh, it's only a quarter. Of course I'll I'll upgrade to a, a large and a large. It was a win-win for everybody. Absolutely. I mean, you know, when you go to a play in New York, there's intermission. That's right. Isn't there? They're selling drinks. They're selling merch, too. Yeah. We went to the opera in Paris. There was an intermission. I mean, mean, it just just is so stupid that they don't have that. It's just so idiotic. I I really wonder, like, what the logistics of this and because everything is digital so building in it's not like they're having to cut a film you just sort of build into the digital aspect of it here's your intermission yeah it it, it can't be that hard either well it's because directors are going to be like oh well the the flow of my movie is being interrupted by this intermission my genius you know but then offer, you know, if it's a, say it's a big movie, let's just throw out Avatar 2 because we know it was over three minutes. Then sell that special, like, uninterrupted mm. three-hour movie, too, and you could run it at special times. Because there will be cinephiles that want to see that uninterrupted movie. But I bet you there are plenty of parents that would love to take their kid to a movie and have an intermission. No, what I think they should do is they should incorporate it into, like, a four-dimensional experience. So John Wick 5... Halfway into the movie, he's like, oh, crap, I got to go to the bathroom. And then it's just he goes into the bathroom, and it's like a 15-minute still shot of the bathroom door. <laughs> and then afterwards, he comes out and resumes shooting I'm people. Sold. I shouldn't have had that taco. <laughs> <laughs> but, he, but he would never say, I shouldn't have had that popcorn. Nope. No. Thank God I had no. that popcorn. Popcorn is not a diuretic or a diarrheal. Yeah. No. Oh, what are you going to do? Well, depending on who you are, I suppose. God, Kristen, this morning when I got in, you had uh, Brittany, of course, was there, and she missed yesterday because Gogo, her little baby girl, didn't feel well, so she took the day off. But I, of course, reported on the show yesterday, she didn't come in because she had to poop, right? (laughs) 
she so went after Brit how she was feeling today. <laughs> <laughs> the greatest part of it is, is that Kristen Burt, KB, says to her, well, I hope you don't have to poop so much anymore. You're feeling better. She believed it. It was great. <laughs> I just asked if she was feeling better. I did not drop the poop or the diarrhea or anything else. But uh, I, I really believed that she was sick. And I was like, gosh. And she had just, Britta just told a story about being at the Mall of America. So I thought, oh, did she get food poisoning from someplace she ate at the Mall of America? <laughs> she got a bad shrimp. I don't know what it was, but yeah. So I'm believing this whole story, and it certainly it was pink eye. <laughs> oh, it's just so wonderful because she's like, "Thanks a lot, Tom. I really appreciate it, Tom." Because apparently news. you're not. The other I've one. unverified him as my news source. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I think it's a good move. Here's something Ralph might know. How often do adults get pink eye? I not, feel like it's not common. Not very often. No. Not common. Especially when they don't have little children in the house. Oh, yeah. yeah. When you yeah, have little I, kids in the house, you get it. That's when you get it. Yeah, I feel like 100% of children get it at some point in their lives, but once you're an adult, it doesn't really happen. Maybe the, it must be an immunologic thing where you get it or you, you get a form Frust yeah. uh, episode with it, and then it, you, don't, you just don't you immunize against it. Because I was with, I was with uh, uh, my granddaughter. And uh, she had it on Friday. I didn't get it. I said, I guess I'm, you just don't get it. Yeah. I had it right when I was a kid. Yes. Yeah. Every kid gets it. Well, kids Pretty are so much. gross. Oh, there are. Kids yeah. are gross. Pink eye is conjunctivitis, right? Yes. Yes, yes it is. Okay. I'm just it's... making sure. Because then there's the, you get a sty, <laughs> That's which a... I think I think a lot of women get sty from their eye makeup. Hort... Yeah, absolutely. The, the other name for that is a hordeolum. A hordeolum? Hordeolum. Ordeolum. Yeah, that's a sty. Isn't that the spell Harry Potter cast to defeat Voldemort? <laughs> <laughs> yes. He cast a ordeolum. He cast ordeolum. He squirted a ordeolum yeah. out of his eye. Voldemort was like, oh, my eyes. Oh, that's there, there we go. There's our ticket out of the cell hole. Our new superhero. He squirts stuff out of his eyes Ew. and kills the bad guy. <laughs> Gross. Well, that is so disgusting. Well, Anything they squirt out of their cuts, hands and I'm stuff done. like that. I'm not. Hey, it's not a genital thing. It's just their eyes. Yeah. It's just infected yeah, but tears. If is you all. have like a sty, it's like pus or conjunctivitis. It's like all gloppy and gooey. I know. I'm, I'm out. I wouldn't even be anywhere around that superhero. <laughs> That's the point. You avoid the superhero. It's like what the classy show. It's like the spleen on Mystery Men. Yeah, it's like they don't commit crime because they don't want the idea of some <laughs> infected eye guy coming around and trying to fight them. <laughs> it's a deterrent rather than And then a, maybe it's a super bug and you can't get any anti antibiotics to get rid of it. No, it's, There's a whole story here. It's MRSA. As I said, for our your it's our ticket. It's our ticket. Mm-hmm. Ooh, we have a ticket? A ticket oh, like out of ticket. this hellhole, yeah. That's what I'm saying. We write this, you write this up, get this produced. We're all set. We're for the life. Tick ticket out of this hellhole. That's real nice. <laughs> <laughs> really pleasant. No question about it. Uh what the hell? So what else is going on in Hollywood, sister? Well, I was laughing because, you know, this morning we were talking about the Disney layoffs, which are not funny at all. No. But uh, we were just talking about how Bob Iger's, you know, kind of putting his stamp on Disney. Well, when Bob Chapik was there, he had built this whole sort of unit for the metaverse and, and how Disney was going to get involved. Well, guess what? The first thing that Bob Iger cuts this week in the layoffs <laughs> is all of Bob Chapik's metaverse department. They are gone. So... Unfortunately, they're all looking for a job, but you know, it's always like the the new regime comes in 
And he's like, oh, yeah. that's the first thing to go. Well, but people are just sick of the metaverse, I think. I oh, think the average person weird. doesn't care at all anymore. No. I tried to watch yeah. that uh, Doctor Strange one the on the plane. The multiverse one? The multiverse? Or I thought the multiverse of Madness was, was an interesting movie because it was directed by the guy who did um, Evil Dead. But anyhow, I, I, I would I would say, oh, this is so stupid. It's just oh it is what, a dumb movie. We just oh, oh anything can happen anywhere at any time. It's like any yeah, it, it was yeah, it's just so thing. formulaic. That's the thing. It's like so Endgame and Infinity War, what a lot of people would consider the high point of the entire Avengers franchise. Yeah. The threat was that Thanos was going to wipe out half of all life in the universe. Now, all of a sudden, we have villains who are accidentally wiping out entire universes, and no one seems to care. It's like, oh, well, we just wiped out this alternate universe, whatever, no big deal. It's yeah. just the, There's no consistency there at all. Yeah, a threat just... that big technically should be treated at least twice as seriously as someone like Thanos, but instead it's just treated as an exciting way to shoot half an hour of film. It's very it, interesting. It, yeah, I'm, I'm done with Marvel. So that that's it, off the off the list. Yeah, and the that audiences so are awesome. done with, with uh, Marvel as well. Yep. You're just Ant Man is tanking yep. at the box office. Is that is that is that uh, is, is Ant Man uh, uh, a Tony Spilatro uh, character? Tony Spilatro. Tony. Sp who the hell is Tony Spilatro? Tony, I mean, I Tony the Ant Spilatro. He was the yeah. he, he's, he was the guy. He was the mobster that uh, Joe Pesci portrayed in the Casino. Oh, okay. Tony, he, his middle, uh, middle initial was his middle name was the Ant. That would be a more interesting movie. Joe <laughs> Pesci just going around being Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci is a superhero. There's our Joe second. Pesci shrinks down we'll into a, the, the quantum will realm. Will somebody make that movie too? Joe Pesci the superhero oh, would happy. be amazing. It, well, that's yeah. my point. There we go. Second ticket. Second ticket out here. We get Joe Pesci to sign on. It get made. It get distribution. We're all over it. How how old is Joe Pesci now? I'm looking it up right now because uh, I was He's like, got to be I, sixty something. He is 80. 80 70. He's 80. 80. Yep. 80. He is 80 years old. <laughs> hey, looking pretty good for 80. When he did like Casino, I, I was like, he has to be older than that. Yeah. It's amazing yeah, he, how time uh, flies. Well, I mean, his first movie was Raging Bull, I think, and that was a long time ago. Um, He's only an inch taller than me, too. Wow, really? Yeah. Well, I'm he is. A, he's a short guy. Yeah, but I didn't. I, you know, when they always say, "Oh, they're short," usually Hollywood actors short is five seven. So I'm five three, and I always think, "Okay, they're still going to be a few inches taller than me." But he is five four, according yeah. to Google. So he's a shorty. Well, it's how he got famous and how he got a lot of money. So hey, it worked for him. Made him a great character actor. Yep, you know, sure it did. So when you put on the six inch stilettos, you're just you're taller than him. Yes, I wear five and a half inch heels usually on the red carpet. So. Oh, oh, oh my God, whoa. the pain. Oh, my feet hurt already. I know, oh. but there is a key to wearing high, high heels, and it is having a platform base at the ball of your foot, and it is very comfortable. I've worn my five and a half inch heels to many Oscar ceremonies, and they're great. Mm. Yeah. They're better sometimes have... than the two or three inch heels where you're like, yeah. oh, well, I'm for some guessing you don't have bunions. You don't have bunions. I don't have bunions. Yeah. Or corn. <laughs> yeah, you've got go. corn. Let's hey, corn. let's turn it into some disgusting feet discussion. <laughs> you don't have corn. 
You guys, I my feet are on WikiFeet, by the way. Oh, so, oh man. No, I know. No, thanks. Oh, I've God. learned not to take any photos of my feet anymore. You know, in like full-length photos, I try and hide my feet because oh. they wind up on WikiFeet. Yeah. Really? People are weird. Yeah. Yikes. I have a good rating on my foot, though, so that's nice. There was an episode oh, of King of the Hill oh, like 30 yeah, years ago. At least you've got that going for you. I know. That's the only thing I can, like, hang my hat on. I'm like, they like my feet. 30 years ago on King of the Hill, uh, there was an episode about Peggy. There was Peggy'sFeet.com. Someone was taking pictures of her feet surreptitiously and putting them on the Internet. And this was when oh, the Internet was, like, God. brand new. Jesus. So, really? Oh, yeah. It's been a thing for a while. Oh, Kristen, only fans. Yes. Feet only. Boom. Only feet. Well, they probably have it. Only I'm They probably sure they do. do. And they, the people that are on OnlyFans probably do foot photos yeah, and I'm sure photos. they do. Yeah, I have high arches, so a couple of, like, my dance photos are on there. That's what it is. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> Boy, that story you were talking about with, with Disney eliminating the metaverse. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at the Wall Street Journal right now. Uh, Disney eliminates its metaverse division is the number three story. The number two story is chip makers face a choice between U.S. and China. The number one story is FTX founder. You know that, uh, what's his name, Sam Bankman-Fried? Oh, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. FTX founder charged with bribing Chinese officials. He's going to prison forever, isn't he? Yep. Yep. I mean, and forever. And a lot of the celebrities that promoted a lot of the FTX, they are, they are involved in that investigation, too. So you are going to see... Probably fines. I don't think jail time, but some fines that go along with this entire case. And 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 legal fees because those people have representation, so they're paying just to keep keep things uh, on the up and up and make sure that they don't go to J A I L. Yeah, Giselle Bundchen and, and Tom yeah. Brady were a big part of that, and yeah. that they are entangled in that because they even did the Super Bowl commercial with that last year. Oh, oh, that's a tough bounce, tough yep. hop there. Um, any new TV shows on streaming we should know about? Right now, I'm catching up on a couple of things. Uh, it, we are now, believe it or not, in Emmy nomination time, so what they call four-year consideration, FYC. So I am catching up on Shrinking on Apple TV with Harrison Ford. Have you guys seen that? No. no. So definitely worth a watch. It is really fascinating. to You know, I, it's so interesting to me that you never would have seen Harrison Ford on a TV show even no, five no. years ago. And the fact that uh, he's now diving into that world to me is incredible. Um, it, it's I, I one caveat, cause I know you're not a huge Ted Lasso fan, but it is created by the Ted Lasso creators. So just letting you know. Um, and then I'm also on Daisy and the six, which is on Amazon prime. And it's sort of, uh, it's based off of a book, but it's loosely based on the, um, Fleetwood Mac kind of story. So hmm. I'm really enjoying that. And that stars Riley Keough, who is the daughter of Lisa Marie Presley. And I should say the late Lisa Marie Presley. Indeed. And by the way, I should mention that uh, I'm glad you brought up Ted Lasso because our, our special guest on the morning show this morning was Cola Bocchini. Uh, he's on, you, you know which guy that is, the really big African-American guy. I don't think yep. he's African-American. Actually, he's British. He's, he's an African-British guy. But he was a tremendous, what a great sense of humor. Just a really great interview. He was terrific. I love Ted Lasso. I cannot get enough of that show. Yeah. <laughs> I I fell in love with the characters right away, right off the bat. They're so charming and quirky. And I'm sorry to see that, you know, the series is wrapping up. So 
Yeah, Tom, you got to look at the uh, the playbill or whatever you call it for the shrinking TV show, and I think you might be out just with that. That's that. It looks very Ted Lasso ish. <laughs> so I it is very out. Ted Lasso ish. That's why I say I put a caveat on that uh, one. That's, 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 that might be a might be a hard no. Uh, we'll get through it. All right. Anything else? Everybody good? Really? We're good. all good. All right. We'll talk to you tomorrow. I get annoyed right out of the shoot. <laughs> KB comes on 15 minutes after I jump on the show. That's all I have to do is take her abuse. You're a saint. I'm so oh, evil. Tor- tormenting you every day because you invited me. <laughs> It's true. All right, we will talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, KB1 or 2. Which one are you, 1 or 2? I'm KB2. You have the original KB. Thank you. You're a prototype. (laughs) Talk to you later, later, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye.